Welcome to the Aaron Smith Podcast, a place to discover your mental, emotional, and spiritual resiliency. I am your host, Aaron Smith. Let's get it going. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me for episode number two. This one is going to be, unfortunately, me, again, just kind of sitting here talking, but this is something extremely important that I wanted to share with you. Uh, Just for a quick heads up, uh, the next couple of episodes, I have two, at least two, interviews lined up that I think you're going to find pretty cool. Uh, We're going to start really diving into the mental health and uh, changing our thoughts, changing our actions. We're going to talk about the family component. We're going to talk about counseling. So that's going to be really neat. Uh, Coming up here soon, I'm going to sit down for our first interview coming up shortly and get that out to you folks and see what happens. So today's episode, uh, I came across an article that really caught my attention just a couple of days ago and I started looking into some more research on this topic and I was kind of blown away. The title of the first article that I saw and what caught my attention is How Complaining Physically Rewires Your Brain to Be Anxious and Depressed. Um, That's it, folks. That's what caught my attention. Number one, uh, I was a massive chronic complainer. I'm still a complainer as we all are. We all vent. I don't care what profession you're in. I don't care what you do. We all complain and we vent. But are you a venter or are you a chronic complainer? And we're going to take a little bit of time to look at the research of what actually happens to our brain and our thoughts when we uh, end up into this downward spiral of negativity. So the article starts out that... uh, gives a little opening or whatever, and then it says, everybody complains once in a while, especially in our overly negative society. And for the most part, Dr. Robin Kowalski, professor of psychology at Clemson University, insists that complaining is perfectly normal. All right, so don't think that I'm pointing the finger at anybody out there or that if you vent or complain that you're, you know, messed up, depressed, and and everything else. It's typically very normal. Not everyone with a negative state of mind experiences and expresses their worldview in that same way. Just like every other personality trait, pessimism has its variations. Uh, They go on to list three different types of complainers, and I'm going to tell you where I was at and where I'm currently at so that, hey, welcome to the ride. Let's, Let's just call it for what it is. First one, the venters. Venters are people who just want to be listened to, typically look for someone to listen to their complaints, they vent, and then they move on. Uh, the situation no longer bothers them. They don't stew on it. They don't uh, overly invest in it, but they just get it off their chest. And I think a lot of times that's the majority of people. However, either have a solution to that problem or vent your problem and move on. The second type of complainer is the sympathy seeker. Everyone's come across one of these before. These kinds of complainers always one-up your misery. They always, always have it worse than you and are quick to see the fault in situations and others. Those are called sympathy seekers. Now, as you're listening to me explain this, I'm sure everybody is either chuckling or laughing or smiling because they know somebody that is a sympathy seeker. And this is the state that I was in uh, a couple of years ago before I really uh, got myself fixed under the chronic complainers. These kinds of complainers do something researchers call, quote, ruminating, end quote, which means to obsessively think and complain about a problem. Instead of feeling relaxed after complaining, they actually become worried and anxious from the act. 
that was me. And I believe that that really honestly was a big part of me getting down into this just terrible negative uh, feedback loop. And it uh, really started a downward spiral for me. So negativity rewires your brain. It is a downward spiral, meaning that the more you focus on problems instead of solutions, you eventually start to see the negative side of everything in your life. That was me. That might be you. While bouts of negative thinking happen on and off, it's important to let yourself vent but quickly move on to either solutions or just move on about your life. And it's really worth doing. For one, negativity physically destroys the brain. People who routinely experience chronic stress, particularly acute, even traumatic stress, release the hormone cortisol, which literally eats away almost like an acid bath at the hippocampus. Um, I'm going to talk in future episodes about cortisol and how that affects us in both emotionally and physically. Now, just by the job that we do and what we do as first responders, we are already exposed to acute and traumatic stress throughout our day, throughout our jobs, sometimes throughout our personal life. So just that in and of itself is enough to begin releasing that cortisol and having an effect on our brain, our hippocampus. The hippocampus is part of the brain that's really engaged in like your memory, your short-term memory, your context, and your setting. Uh, this research was done by Rick Hansen, a PhD psychologist and senior fellow of the Greater Good Science Center at UC Berkeley. Plus, negative thinking reinforces neural pathways associated with that emotion, eventually making it an automatic reaction. That's huge. We are going to really dive into neural pathways. Part, I think I, I am a massive and huge believer in neuroplasticity. It was one of the big things that helped me get back to work. And what that simply is, is uh, rewiring our brain, rewiring our thoughts, and creating these new neural pathways. That was a major key factor in, in helping me get healed and come back to work. But once these become automatic reactions, the article says, however, the same can be said of any repetitive thought or action. However, this allows you to change your brain. So if we talk about we get into this negative thought pattern and making these automatic reactions out of this negative thinking and complaining, the flip side is true as well. That means that we can also take that and use it for good, create neural pathways for positive thinking, for positive imagery, and just overall better all mental well-being and health. Uh, the article goes on to say how to stay positive. And I'm not trying to be a Mary Poppins here, but this is important. You can train your brain to do anything, even when it comes to your outlook. The more you work hard to find the positivity in every situation, the more it becomes automatic. That's simply talking about rewiring and creating new neural pathways. Eventually, you will have to work hard to see the negative, and that's, that's ultimately where we want to be. That's what we're working towards, and that's, that's the outlook we want to have. So then the article is just going to give you a couple steps to um, try to attempt to stay positive or to retrain your brain. Number one, be grateful. Find something to be grateful for every day. If you keep a journal, write down three things you're grateful for every morning and every night. Now, me personally, I am not a journal guy. I should be, and I'm actually going to try to start doing a little bit more of that. If you're not a person that journals, I want you to go ahead still and think throughout your day of things that you are grateful for. Because anything in this life can be taken away from us at a moment's notice. You might not like your job currently, 
that's fine. Think of the good things about your job. It provides you a paycheck to provide for your family. It might provide you health insurance. There's a lot of good things about having the job that you don't like that still benefit you. So think on the positive side. We're just simply trying to flip the coin and think about the good things that we have in our life. Maybe your family. I say maybe. I apologize for saying maybe on that. Your family. Yes, we all have the family stories that we, we, we complain about. There's always issues. There's things going on. But if we really sit down and think and be grateful for our family, that that's a huge step. I often tell people, think about if your child was stricken with an illness. Think about if you had to provide 24-hour care for your spouse or they didn't have a job or they lost their job. There's so many things that could, could go wrong in, the, in those situations. We really have to stop and think and be thankful for what we do have, okay? So just be grateful. Be grateful that we have running water, right? It sounds, it sounds very uh, dumb sometimes or very simplistic, but you know, go without water for a day. Go without eating for a day, and you'll be grateful for a lot of things very quickly. Uh, the next step is to catch yourself. Don't wait for your friends or family to tell you that you're complaining. Pay attention to your thoughts and words. This is very difficult. I was in such a space that, number one, my family and friends probably just were like, that's the way he is, constantly negative, constantly complaining. So if you're in that state, your friends and family probably aren't going to tell you, hey, quit complaining, unless it's some sort of a side joke or something like that. But I, I was this guy that was caught in such a pattern of that that I don't think my friends and family even knew any better to tell me to stop. So if you can start to begin to pay attention to when you are complaining, take that quick step and catch yourself. When you catch yourself, you're stopping that automatic negative response that we talked about and you can start forming new neural pathways. If you're complaining, quickly shift your energy to find solutions and lessons to be learned. Next one is change your mood. If you feel overwhelmed and negative, remove yourself from whatever you're doing and shift your state of mind. If you're home, sit down with a book, you know, walk into the other room. They give a couple other suggestions here that are kind of not really um, conducive to what we do. But if you're at work, hey, go to, the, go to the restroom for a second. Go down to the break room. Just simply walk away. That physical act of just walking away um, is, is helpful. Again, it's interrupting or disrupting that thought pattern that you're having to start complaining. Practice wise effort. Wise effort is the practice of letting go of anything that doesn't serve you. If your worry will not improve your situation, or teach you a lesson, we need to learn to let it go and move on. Of course, I'm here to tell you that that is easier said than done, but it is, it is a key. If what we are worrying about, if what we are complaining about does not fix this, the problem, which oftentimes it doesn't, or you don't have a problem for it, or I'm sorry, a solution for it, we need to learn to let that go and move on. And this takes a ton of practice, right? There is so much out there that we don't have control of, that we um, worry or complain about, that we simply don't have any way to affect the outcome. If you do have an ability to affect the outcome, then change that outcome. Does that make sense? Good. I can't hear you, but I'm sure you're agreeing with me. So those are just a couple, a couple of keys. All right. And we talk more about this coming up in more episodes where we're going to talk about how do we start fixing these negative attitudes. Uh, and really what, what heads, ends up happening to us is that we get caught up in the trauma that we're dealing with day in and day out of our job. And it creates this monster in us that 
uh, is just a negative, negative feedback loop that we are constantly sucked into. And we're going to work on tools again to fix that, show you how to fix it, but you are responsible for doing the work. Um, nothing works unless you do, says the old adage. So just keep that in mind. So I just wanted to share that one with you. I thought this was a good one to put out there. Everybody in the world is a complainer, okay? There's nothing wrong with venting, but are you a venter, are you a chronic complainer, or are you a sympathy complainer, all right? Identify yourself and begin fixing it. So I just wanted to knock this one out and, and think that this is a big step towards helping us to begin to see things more positively and for us to have a better attitude. When we walk around with a better attitude, we walk around physically healthier, mentally healthier. We're able to serve other people and be healthy and start giving some of that away. So that's all I got for today. I really appreciate you folks listening in. If this is going to help somebody that you know, please share it. Uh, this will be up on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Uh, of course, Facebook. We're on Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, this is recorded on the Anchor app, so if you sign up on Anchor, you can just knock it out right there. But share this around. We're trying to get the message out to as many folks as possible. Um, so I really, really appreciate it. If you have any suggestions, um, please. I've had a couple of uh, people actually call me on the phone that I know personally. I've had a couple people private message me through Facebook um, asking for different topics. So I'm, I'm open to everything. I mean, I have a lot of ideas, but if... If you have a question, odds are somebody else out there has a question and a topic they want to see spoken on, talked about. Um, that is it. Upcoming episodes, like I said, I've got uh, two interviews already set up. We're going to talk about the uh, world of counseling and that whole mystique that surrounds first responders and counseling. And we're also going to be talking about the family component as well. So stay tuned. Thank you so much. Give me some feedback. Uh, some likes, some shares, some comments, and we will see you at the next episode. God bless you guys. Take care of yourselves.